This week's Loud and Proud podcast is brought to you by Healthy Meals. Do you ever feel like not cooking and getting something healthy and getting a takeaway but it being healthy? Well, Healthy Meals offer you that solution. They'll deliver right to your doorstep or pick them up in various locations all around Loud. And guess what? If you say Loud and Proud to them, they give you 10% off. They do three meals, five days a week, for 60 euro so if you mention loud and proud you'll get 10% off that so it doesn't get much better than that and the food is absolutely delicious it's calorie counted it's healthy and you get 10% off once you mention loud and proud they also offered meals to football teams to individuals to ladies teams there's a really big input of uh, ladies teams getting uh, food off um, healthy meals They'll come and get it pre-packaged, pre-delivered after their training, during training and before matches as well. So it's a really, really, really good offer and good service. And get 10% off while you can. Just say loud and proud to them. Right, okay, this week's podcast. And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood and me and... Inside to Stefan White, the one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Lars! Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch! Now he's Stefan White to his right! This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship! At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth. Would you welcome Paddy Keenan? Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners. Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney. What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Louth are All-Ireland champions for the third time. It's the morning after the night before uh, here on the Loud and Proud podcast and I hate doing these post-mortems, I really do. It's another year, another post-mortem. So join me for the Dublin 26 Reasons Talking Points podcast. Okay, so I'm going to delve into it. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to do a match report. Um, going to hear from Wayne going to hear from Bevan Duffy loud captain Wayne Cairns the loud manager I have um, talking points the 26 reasons and then uh, just going to fill you in on what's happening on loud and proud for the for the week ahead um, there is a qualifier draw on on Monday morning I should have a live video up on the uh, reaction to it straight away but uh, right let's get into it the Dublin Loud Leinster semi final, Leinster quarter final, Port Leash uh, match report. And there was only one change on the team. Um, surprisingly, Sam Mulroy got dropped for um, Ryan Bournes. Not surprised that Ryan came in. Um, more surprised that uh, Sam Mulroy went down. He's been a full forward throughout the league. And like, although he hasn't played as well as he has. Um, I would have left him on. I would have thought would have thought he was due a good game against Dublin, and it looked like when he came on that the 
the dropping didn't didn't uh, didn't go down too well. But um, the other team, the rest of the team is more or less settled. Fergal Sheikey and goals. Fergal Donahue, Emma Carroll, and James Craven, Andy Williams, Bevan Duffy, John Clutterbuck, Tommy Doran, James Calif in the middle of the field. Kieran Downey, um, actually Kieran Downey started inside. So Andy in the wing, Jim McInerney, Colin McKeever in the half forward line. Kieran Downey inside, and uh, Ryan Bournes and Declan Bourne. Dublin started with. Um, Seven of last year's All Ireland winning team, um, maybe more. She had fourteen All Ireland winners in it. Did one debutant to start at Darren Gavin, starting in the middle of the field, and put that as she looked like it would suit loud better with Fenton and Gavin in the middle of the field rather than McCarthy, the more mobile McCarthy in the middle of the field, or and Michael McDowell and McGauley on the bench. Johnny Cooper, Dean Rock, Paddy Andrews wasn't even on the bench. Uh, retired. Uh, Paul Flynn was gone as well. No return of Jeremy uh, Connolly either. So like all going well, it was uh, the team kind of suited loud that it wasn't an overly uh, formidable midfield. They didn't put in their. Uh, they, 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 they still had a couple of lads still on the bench she likes Kevin McMillan and Philip McMahon actually they, well they come on that's one of the talking points to come but uh, so the anticipation was really building and it was going really well it was uh, the lads look really like they were hopping off the ground and who could blame them they were, they were uh, all up for none of the lads I spoke to from the loud camp and like I spoke to Wayne on the last podcast and they were really up for it and they were and they they were they were they were flying early on. Um Bournsy gets the first point of the game, great take and lovely score, one nil and uh, we we got our uh, we got our kick outs going well. It was a great start for that. We led for about three minutes. Now we did uh, lead a charmed life, but just before Fergus Sheiky pulled off two saved two two great saves. John Clutterbuck had a great chance as well, and he was dead right to go for goal early on. It was a, it was a tremendous block. There's a photo of Jack McCaffrey a full stretch to block it. So in real time, you think, "Oh, how does the lad get dropped or get blocked?" But when you see the slowed down image of McCaffrey blocking that ball, which Clutterbuck was right to go for goal, and he's actually foul after. I thought he should have had a free, and we should have been two 0 up. But then Cormac Costello. Um, uh, was given the uh, free-taking duties for one of the cheeky saves it was palmed to the side and he gets to 45 and he just strokes it over and that's just got a swing in motion on the way and I didn't think he was that good at free kicks but he was next score was um, Niall Scully um, one of the only the only player that ever played against us in that 2017 Auburn Cup final and he has grown since then physically and uh as a footballer as well, <laughs> he just he, he's such good footwork. His size of his leg, like the definition on his legs, like he's one of the probably slightest players Dublin have, bar Jack McCaffrey, and he's just like he's uh, just gets through some amount of work. Mannion added another point then, and then twelfth uh, minute, um, Costello just hits three frees in a row. So just. They were piling on the pressure, piling it on us. We were missing freeze the other end. Um, then Mannion gets another score. Then Andy gets a lovely point on the spin, lovely loop round to make it 7 2. Bournsey gets another one. I think, yeah, that was another one from play. So that made it 7 3. And we're just, we're getting the foothold in the game. We're keeping them out. Like I know we're, we were uh, just hanging on by a tread in terms of goals, but uh, the goal did come. Um, 
I haven't seen the replay back, but in real time it looked like uh, an own goal. It looked like it was bundled into his own net. But a lot of people are giving to Conor Callan. He he drove right through into the into Laird, the heart of Laird's defence, and it was either one of Blues players and um, Donahue, Fergal Donahue, or Emma Carlin. Um, that bundled in. But I'll see. I'll probably see it on. Um, Sunday game tonight and see who got it in but they got the goal and then a red card straight after that high high tackle that's a bit of a trend in the summer all these high challenges have been called for a dangerous play and a red card it was was an awfully set and he knew what to do on McKeever and he went through poor Conal and uh, he got a red card and rightly so Still, Costos was nailing free after free, and some of them were soft. One of these frees where the ref blows uh, a pull way back in the full back line and plays in the middle of the field. One of those. Jim gets a lovely score as well. Yeah, he stood up well. Um, I think that was the first time he went long on their uh, kickouts and worked it. And Costos gets just three frees just before half time. He had eight, eight in total, nine. Um, Nine dead balls in the first half, so they just pushed it out. They just killed us, really. One twelve to four points, but still, you are like confident. We were, we're, we're not confident that we're going to win the game. But confident that we were still had a foothold, like in terms of competing with them. Um, we were, we were trying, we were willing, we were going for it. Then after the half time, you just sensed that fucking Jim Gavin gave them a tongue lash in the half time. Told them it wasn't good enough because. Early on in the first half, uh, Jack McCaffrey was mishandling uh, foot pass and hand passes. Just sloppy, kind of took their concentration levels off it a little bit and just this, they were slack. Start of the second half, just that slackness was completely slapped out of them. They hit uh, one three. <coughs> Costello gets his first point from play. Free just before that. Fenton gets a goal. Real Dublin goal and summed up the way they play. Just snappy hand passing right into the heart of the 14 yard area, right in the red zone. And he just finished six. Crenton just kind of leisurely strolled around all day, just playing the creator, really. Jim gets another score in the 47 minute. We hadn't scored since uh, Jim scored early on, the end of the first half. Michael Darren McCauley comes on and uh, he palms to the net basketball style Costello hits another free then gets a goal and lovely move again just lovely finish he's a great turn of pace he probably forced Dean Rock out of the team he's such a threat from open play and he's and he can up to the free taking duties can he do it on a big pressurised day in Crow Park we don't know then it was kind of it was a bit slack the game kind of was less than a challenge match in intensity at this stage Um we were just kind of the subs were coming in. Dublin put on Kevin McMillan, Philip McMahon, Michael Darren McGauley, Paddy Small, uh, Rory O'Carroll come on the 47 minutes just when Jim scored his point and he got a big massive ov- ovation for from the Dublin fans. They kind of sicken you too the way they go on, um, just kind of cheering everything and anything. And I suppose maybe they have to keep themselves entertained. But uh, Kieran Downey got a point. Uh, Bournsey nailed a free to pull a few back. At half time, we made a change. Sam Mulroy came in for Decky, and uh, but like the ball was the ball wasn't coming in. Um, another score. Then Dublin own Callan came on as a sub on his uh, champ makes championship debut, and he looked like he can stay at this pace. But he he slotted over a nice point in his left foot. Philly McMahon then bangs in a goal. Paddy Small knocks over a point. McMenamin free. Colin McKeever gets a point. Um, 
and then they just to see out the game. Bournemouth gets the last score again to put make it ten points, five twenty one to ten points, twenty six point loss. There was two handicaps on the day. I think it was even money for the eighteen points, and then it pushed out eleven to eight on the twenty five points. So they didn't even cover the handicap. That just uh, <clears throat> that just sums up Dublin. Really, they're just um, just clinical, absolutely clinical. They uh, are a well oiled machine. Um, and it's not even it's it's just that they're so well drilled, and I know they have they have all the money and they have all the uh, they have all the perks that go goes with that. But they're a well drilled outfit that they bring that competition to it as well for places, and it just brings them out and they play like it's you don't mind getting beaten by Dublin it, because they the way they play football. You know, they just play beautiful football, open, expansive. They'll go at you. They, they'll, they really, they really try and hurt you. Now we're going to listen to Wayne Kieran's and first captain Bevan Duffy, and don't forget to check out Healthy Meals. That's Healthy with an I on Facebook. They've savage, savage, um, delicious meals. Um, three meals a day, five days a week, only sixty euro. Mention loud and proud, and you get ten percent off. Right here's the lads. Look, to be honest, no matter no matter result today, win, lose or draw, it was always going to be about the game in two weeks' time, pretty much. Because if you look at it, if you had it somehow won a match here, we would have been on such a high going, coming out of it. Would have been able to get our feet back in the ground for a semi-final. Whereas we're such a low coming out of it now, we're going to have to get our feet back, our heads out, of, our heads out of the clouds, I suppose, uh, for the, the qualifier draw and see what it brings up. But that's the, the big test is going to be two weeks' time. The big test is going to be the next two weeks in general. Um, how we respond to this uh, it'll be massively tough because of the work we've done the last two weeks in getting ready for this game and even the, the whole the physical preparation and the mental preparation where we got ourselves over the last few weeks into the frame of mind where we are going to come here and give an account of ourselves and, and give the, see, throw everything at these and perform and see where we come out the other side of it and at the end of the day we didn't we didn't actually get that done we, we didn't we didn't do ourselves justice um now look, it wasn't. It was in part to ourselves that just, I suppose, not really, just not performed to the level we know we can, and to the Dubs as well. Um, they're a relentless machine, um, just constant running and power and pace, and they're clinical. And it was an, it was an experience I'll, I'll never forget to be up. Look, I said a few weeks ago they're probably going to be one of the greatest teams of the ever. Um, greatest football teams ever. The so turnover in players since since they won it five years thing, ago like, is it's not unreal, like it's, isn't it? It's not like it's a golden generation. <laughs> it's not a golden generation. Like, Brian Howard out there is footballer the young footballer of the year last year. He likes Kenny Kenny coming in, Paul Flynn retiring. You have McManaman and Michael Darmogali coming off the bench. They just churn them out, and they're just they're so physically they're, they're miles ahead. Yeah, you can see every single one of them was on a different like physically seriously conditioned of years of physical conditioning behind them but their decision making how clinical they are in front of goal like it was just like I said it's something I won't forget mm. it's for, but for loud it's to the qualifiers now where do you stand on this tiered championship stuff after a game like that uh, look, that's not really for decisions for me for me to comment on I probably wouldn't be the right time to say something now fresh out of, out of a game like that to be honest with you but um, as far as we're concerned Look, 
it's not I said I was fairly sure this is a win-win game in our sense no matter what happened we're going to learn from it I'm sure we will we definitely will learn from it without a doubt um, we just we progressed well this year uh, this is obviously an experience or a, an eye-opening experience that sort of makes you sit back and think but like we can't we'll dwell on it maybe tonight and tomorrow just to sort of have it and then we just have to get back at it and constantly like it, it, we have progressed this year even after today it doesn't really matter we have, still have progressed and we have to keep that going in the qualifiers and see what the draw com- brings up and try and get a win there and look if you get a win in the next first round of qualifiers suddenly everything's up again and if you, if you scr- no not at all no. not at all and that's, a, that's another thing we sort of progressed this year is the mentality of going to te- places has sort of it's sort of gone a bit, it's gone a bit weak the last couple of years where we were going to places and we probably didn't think we could win whereas this year this year we're fairly confident we go to places where we get a home draw we can turn over there's only probably it's only six eight teams that you probably say are going to give you are going to we're not, we don't stand a chance like you know even stand a chance but there's after that there's anything going to be thrown up and they're all they're all still in provincial championships so mm-hmm. like we'll see what the draw brings that's where we have to get the reaction out of every single one of us we have to we're building something nice here and we have to keep that going to keep the collective together go into the qualifiers see what the qualifiers throws up and go into it and look, see what happens like I said we get a win in that game everything's up again go. I don't think it can go any worse maybe if they had a 15 men it would have been worse but um, yeah it wasn't it wasn't uh, it was pretty bad pretty bad from their point of view obviously they're obviously going to be have serious quality and you know, it was a real eye opener up close how actually good they are but it's not really a surprise, but the surprise is that I thought we, we could have more quality. Um, and that's the annoying thing. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't have underestimated how good they are, but I underestimated how much they would put us under pressure to force mistakes. And we've made an awful lot of mistakes. A relatively positive start and just created opportunities, but didn't take them, went one up, but then it was at 7 1 and maybe kicked. Three wides and dropped two short. Yeah, they got eight scoreable with freeze in the first half and they kicked every single one of them. So again, we can I suppose you can cry and whinge from our point of view about whether they were freeze or not and whether we didn't get free, but their quality just puts you under pressure. And those freeze were some of them I thought were very easy, like but so you you're foothold you've no foothold in the game like when you can see the eight scoreable freeze and they score eight of them, like you know and. Um, we we probably Fergal done well and the defenders done well with a few early goal chances to keep them at bay. Like, but then once they get that seven one and you know to get ahead, yeah, it's very very difficult. I know what you say about the performance and you maybe could have done better. But what was reasonable coming down here? I suppose what what was the best outcome? Well, that's what like that's what you saying all along. It wasn't about the score. What was what would determine whether it was reasonable or not? We we always knew it was going to be a tall order to beat them on the scoreboard. We had to look at our own situation and, and decide whether we performed or not. And you know, did we get out and out of the game in terms of, well, did we show any quality? You know what I mean. And we, unfortunately, we showed very little quality. And it's not certainly not through a lack of effort. And that's what he said to the boys in there. They kept going, but their ability to put you under pressure is the bit that I probably underestimated them. And they force mistake after mistake after mistake. And then the confidence is really low. More mistakes happen, um, but fair play to the boys. They kept going, and you know they got ten points on the board. It was immaterial, really, but at least you know they got a 
How do, how do you put that pressure on your wing? Like, is it, is it, is it, are they so physically superior? Is it a bit of that? Is it tactically? What, what do you think it is? I think, well, starting with, yeah, the physicality, they're, they're supreme athletes, there's no doubt about that. Um, so that is one aspect of it. But the, fa- the fact that they're so in tune with what to do and, um, you know, their, their processes, that they would call them themselves, are just so defined and so far on down the line in terms of what to know what to do like they obviously watched us all through the league and they put us under pressure in the areas that we were good at and they put us under serious pressure what did they go after like, well they went after a kick out yeah. straight away like you know and we found it difficult to win any of our medium to long kick outs be interested to see the stats and that but uh and do you reckon they just adapted as the game went on, or do you reckon they had your pin from going in that they knew exactly what way your kickers worked? Oh, they would have. They would have known surely. They would have known everything about every single one of our guys. And like we, we obviously know a lot about them as well. Because, but you know, we we were wondering like, they've that much quality. Who do would actually play? So uh, yeah, um, they certainly put us under pressure, and we didn't sort of perform anyway, anywhere near our, our capabilities. But that's because. As you said, the pressure was there. A lot of talk went recently about tier championships and all that, and Leitrim kind of were above it but two weeks ago. Unfortunately, we'll we'll be part of that conversation this weekend. Where where do you stand on it? Um, I still wouldn't. While it was a difficult experience, a, a hastening, a chastening experience, I still wouldn't. I still rather the opportunity to go and, and experience it and see where we're at. I wanted the situation to be well. Look at. They were an awesome outfit, but we done X, Y, Z, right, and we didn't, and that's the sort of annoying thing. So, whatever way they the structure it. So that's the prevention. So, do we have any business going back into a competition to come back and try and play them in six or eight weeks' time? Um, perhaps not. Um, so we're out of preventions now. So, but like, you know, we we could draw Mayo on Monday morning, from what I'm hearing. So. You know, and I, I I wouldn't have any problem with that. Obviously, that'd be difficult too. But I think it has to it has to be very carefully structured. That you know, you, you still give the chance for the the so-called weaker clubs to have a chance at the bigger clubs. Whatever way they structure, I don't know. I, I let I really at the moment I, I don't really care about it. I just want to try and improve our own team. What did you say? Like, is there any like that was probably a, a tough enough dressing room to be in, but. Like they're probably good chance to go down as the greatest team of all time. Like, can you take that sort of context to it and say, listen, this, this is maybe not as bad as it might feel? Yeah, I, I get your point, and you're right. Like, you know, you have to realize where you are in the world, and when you come up against that level. But I'm disappointed. And I told the boys we 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 were better than that. Right. We're better than that, and as I said, it's just the 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 ability of them to put you under pressure. Along with the, all the quality they have themselves when they're on the ball, it was totally significant for me. Like the forced mistake after mistake. So maybe, you know, as the year goes on, you look back and you'll say, um, yeah, look, they're an awesome outfit and what could we have done really? But at the moment, it's just going by what I said before the game, which is we wanted to put in some kind of a performance and we didn't do it. Like, Did so. you take something? Qualifiers. Like that learning that was severely learned today. We, we, we will, we will, we will definitely, because we, we will definitely make sure that happens, that we will learn something. What we said in the dressing room there was that we can't let this define our campaign. Like all the talk now about just missing it in promotion, that's sort of washed away with that performance. So we need to forget about that and see where we can go. We can be a lot better, there's no doubt.
and no matter who we play, we need to be a lot better. But you be confident though that all those players will still be available. I'd be very confident. I'd be very confident that that team will stick together. That squad will stick together. Very confident. Are players interested in qualifiers? Like, you know, it's hard to know what's in it for you. Like, you know, there's a chance of a couple of big days, but as you say, like fellas, do we just tip off to America after? After. I don't envisage anybody leaving the panel after that. Um, it's difficult, you know. So we we will we we we'll get a lot out of the qualifiers. We can get a couple of wins. We get a couple of better performance from starting in the eighth of June or whatever it is. So um, there's the element of. I suppose the draw. We just have to see who we get, but um, no, we'll definitely get out. Like our season's not over. We're down at the minute, and we're a bit fed up, and you know we're after getting this spanking. But we'll definitely take something. We we'll keep going. Let's get into the start of the talk, the talking points, and the first one I would have would be. A lot of people are going AWOL and Twitter. I suppose that's just a small reflection of people on on. Uh, that uh, on the on that social media network, that uh, the first talking point I would have would be what what do you expect, and that brings me on to the twenty six reasons. Twenty six, we're about by twenty six points, and like I I remember I remember uh, we were beaten in twenty twelve to all Ireland champions then, and we were beaten by twelve points. That was seven years ago. And the gap has doubled, and and that in recent seasons, partly because you could say like there's 26 reasons why Dublin are better than us since that, and what they're doing, why, and what we can do. One is the money, and then just the marketing of the product, the 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 way they the way they seek finance as well. That's three. Their jersey, like they launched it right before Christmas. I think I think ours only came out just before the championship game after missing the whole league campaign and the Christmas market. We've no home. They even have Parnell Park and Crow Park. The size of the backroom staff, it just was ferocious. I'd say they've twenty up to twenty people. A lot of them are uh, ex players are still involved. Declan Darcy just wanders around the street. Then uh, you have Jason Sherlock coming in again. Um, you have uh, all, all those ex-players and then there's even lads in the stand the likes of Charlie Redmond and uh, Paul Beelan and these players just all in or around Paul Clark as well didn't even mention him we don't have that uh, <coughs> no stat sports uh, the primary schools can be worked on the GDA's um, strength and conditioning the whole, from like they're, they're doing it from day dot secondary schools football um, like we'd allowed man in charge well doing all all the scud coming out of Mead football at the moment is Colin Nally and uh, he's allowed man with them so that 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 August questions as well um, like club football isn't producing football producing uh, loud players they're all coming off the back of the uh, loud squads maybe Colin Browning is the only one that hasn't been involved in under age squads um, supporters there was just wasn't loud supporters really like in their numbers there yesterday, um, small crowd. Um, you look at uh, PRO, um, like Dublin had a whole system. Even Westmead, they, they streamed our live games at the start of the year. We don't have that. They have a full team with them. We don't have that nutrition, the recovery after the game. Like you know, Dublin were getting the best of the best. Um, the analysis as well. They probably have four or five lads chopping and cutting videos and uh, dartfish and all those. Um, 
let me see uh, developing the club game as well do we dig our heels in enough about going down driving through Dublin to play in Port Leash I don't think we did that game would have been perfect in Navin um, we're not producing like minor results with Barr and Wayne's team um, there's a complete drown of uh, the towns there really between Drogheda and Dundalk not producing footballers ladies football isn't really encouraged in this county like the the clubs are working on it, but overall it's not really getting support from the county board level. Universities as, as well. Like I don't, I think I don't think anyone played uh, six and fo- cup football this year for loud. Mm, I could be wrong, but I don't think there was. Dundalk IT weren't in it. Uh, they were in the trench. Oh, were they? Yeah, no, I don't think they were. So that's twenty six reasons. And that, those have been, I probably, I probably did that back in 2012, I probably went through it. And you look at, are, is enough being done? No, can more be done? Yes. Um, will it be done? Probably not. Because it hasn't been done since 2012, and the gap keeps widening, and I know we can come down and say it's all to do with money, but we can all work on all of those 26 reasons. <clears throat> like, because when you look at it, like, uh, like, the lads, I, I actually thought they played very well, the loud players. This is talking point number two, moving on from that. Uh, what do you expect? Because it's not a 11 playing field. Like you, like you look at the likes of Mayo or Boston, they go to Tyrone, are absolutely maximising their resources to get to Ireland and finally play Dublin. Um, Ross Common there, I look to be coming. Um, let me see. Mead are only getting their act together, and Dublin still put ten points in them. I thought we performed quite well. We put when we put moves together, there were good scores. We, we got our short kickouts away. Um, I know Wayne mentioned there in the uh, in his in his piece there that that they uh, they were on like that's it. That, that's Dublin all over. They're on it. But I thought Sheikhi got free uh, short kickouts away. He did well. Like under serious pressure. Long went very long. Um, um, like you look at there's a couple of like comparisons. Paul Howard uh, is it? Brian Howard plucks the ball, and it's a big massive ovation. Tommy Dornan plucks one. It's very similar, and it just shows like he's just like we're 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 just as good. It's just they're getting this all this back in, and the money's been piled into them, and they're using it wisely as well. So dangerous combination. We needed everything to go right for us, and it didn't. Um, we got a no. We got a lot though. We like we did force the issue a little bit. Like we, we, uh, we, we, we set up plays. We got a tax going when we did get a tax going. They weren't ponderous. We had an idea of what we were going to do. It's just, it's, it's just, it's very similar to say when you're, you, you go, you get, you, you get. A pace of a say a lad who's after say Kenyon that's after winning the the marathon, and you get his pace in the treadmill, and you go on the treadmill to try and live at that pace. You last two two a minute if that, and then you come flying off. That's the way it was yesterday. Loud were up their maximum and they, were, they took the lead and they were hanging in the game and they were quite. I, I, I was very, I was very uh, upbeat about the performance. I thought, look, these boys are after putting in a serious, serious effort. I don't think it it was fair on them. I don't think, 
I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's a fair like fair thing to say. Oh, they got hammered or crap. They're no good. I don't think that at all. I think they really put put a lot into it, and I think they they uh, they were they were. I wouldn't be as down as Wayne about them. I thought they were they showed good patches. I thought I really did. I thought they worked hard and they, they showed a little bit of endeavour and they kicked points from play. Um. And then they, they nailed a couple of frees. No, they had a couple of chances. Peach had a chance. Um, Borgie had a one chance. But, like, this is the thing. And this, like, you have a very, very slim chance of laying the ball off or giving a right pass. And you can see it. You can actually see it in loud players. They looked up. They had a split second to give it. And there was any slight hesitation. Dublin clamp you down and just shut you down. So you have zero milliseconds to act, and that's where Dublin just crushed you. And that's what Wayne mentioned there in the, how they forced the pressurizer issue. Talking point number three, and I suppose you have to give uh, some praise. I thought Andy McDonald really put himself about. Thought it was a great moment where he's at the end of the game and he's taking no shit from Stephen Cluxton. Probably one of the like. The game's most influential players, um, and Andy wanted the ball that was behind him. He didn't give a fuck who he was, and he got stuck into him. He didn't care, and Andy put himself about. I thought he was, he was at it from the start. He was, he was sharp. He was lively. He's putting the hits in. Um, I thought Fergal Dunhu as well had a bit of dog in him. He uh, gave no respect really to the dubs. Derek McGuire the same when he came in. Um, that was great to see. So, like, like that. That's where I felt them boys represented loud, very proudly. Um, number four, talking point number four. Owen Callaghan was off the bench and uh, notches a point. Really clever point. Gives a lovely, clever foot pass inside as well at one stage. What a baptism of fire for him! Uh, I know there's a couple of lads in their first season, like uh, Connor Early comes in. Um, he gets like. He gets a taste for as well. I know he's starting as well. So Dan Corcoran as well. First tackle Dan makes. Uh, pops the ball out, but the ref but it gives a free. I think it was a furby, furby for uh, tackle in behind him. But that the main talking point in, in number four is that they have been exposed now. Um, like Andy said, or like Bevan said, they've been exposed to this high, high level of football, and the show they learned from from Division Two exposure last year. This will only, like I know it's hard to say, but this this will be only good for them down the road. This is the, That's the level where they have to get to. And they will take a lot of stuff on board. Wayne will take a lot of stuff on board. And it's just, it's it's a, it's a, such a very harsh learning curve, but the likes of playing teams at your own level, I don't think it really brings you on. I think playing the best of the best brings you on. And it's been a while since we've played the best of the best. Even down the years, we would have played Tyrone in the qualifier games and gotten an absolute realization of where you need to be. Tipperary a couple of seasons ago. Um, then I suppose you like, like the, the, the boys. Like I keep reinforcing this point. They got, they got exposed. They showed well. They this is what was expected. All a lot of stuff is going again. Let me give those twenty six reasons. But this wasn't like say Limerick last year. Oh, not Limerick. Leitrim and Carrick and Shannon and Carlo in Port Leash, where we gave up the dog. Like we give we give up the ghost. Sorry, give up the dog. 
Um, we 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 put a shift in. We didn't let go. We uh, we were beaten by a team that's better than us. It wasn't like we 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 were beaten by Wexford or bet out the gate or we played by a team that was inferior to us. I thought we played to a maximum, and there obviously there's more we can get out of ourselves, like Wayne said. But I I felt that it was it was something that I could be proud of. Like Dublin are in what this is probably their they're like uh, Jim Gavin obviously has drive for five they're five years down the road but that's five years on top of a ten year plan so they're fifteen years down the road this is probably this is Wayne's first season he's done a lot of bedding in place I don't think the league should be over I don't think the league campaign should be overrided really by that by that um, because I think there's a lot there there's foundations there really is um, um, I suppose we get to talk about number five and that would be the qualifier draw um, there's a great chance like Wayne said he doesn't think anyone will uh, leave the panel and he's very confident of that that just shows the unity in the panel this year the difference in the, about the place this year and I think they'll have a good tilt at the I think they'll have a good tilt at the qualifiers whether they draw the likes of Antrim or Wicklow or Waterford someone like that um, or say they get a big team like uh, Monaghan or Darren in the first round, I think they're, they're going to have a good tilt and they're going to make it stretch out this summer for a little bit longer because I don't think the lads want to. It's not like a year's past where the lads wanted to, like, oh, I'm fed up with this, want to get want to get back to the club. I think the lads in there at the moment are a good mix and they want to, they want to hang around and they want to do well in the qualifiers and I think they will. That draw will that that concludes the talking points. There are five talking points in there. Twenty six reasons why Dublin are better than us and why why it's happening. It's not. It's why it was to be expected. Um. Uh. Yes. So coming up, I will have a live video, um, on the qualifier draw with initial reaction to that. Um, and then we'll be we'll be previewing the qualifier game from that. Um. Who like who? Who could we get? Who does it? You're looking at. You could get Westmead again. Um, you could get uh, down again, back in a lot of Division Three teams. Actually, Longford again, awfully, awfully be gone for us after the, the after the the league game, and then you have another trip away to London. Could we go back down to Wicklow? We were there with the minors, and we were there with the juniors. Could we back down to Ockram again? Um, will home advantage suit us? Will we be playing in Drada? Will it be? Will, could an away game suit us more? Um, who knows? But I'll have a live video on it. Thanks very much for listening. I know it's it's tough listening at times, but there's there's positives. No better man than myself to find positives in it. Um, we we will learn from a priest God. Hopefully there'll be things put in place to make us learn. And I, I hopefully I'm not coming on here another seven years time in 2026 then um, we did this in 2019 um, I think there are a great bunch of lads in there and I think we'll go forward thanks for listening to um, thanks for listening to the Loud and Proud podcast all the way Let's uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well Facebook live videos also and uh that's it. That's all. Come on, loud. We're still proud of them. Um, 
plenty to learn. Another thing, the Dubs are just, they're just brilliant to watch as well. Like you, you can learn an awful lot from the way they play, and uh, even you stand like, oh, just yeah, you just be amazed by them. They're they're, they're an absolute credit, really and truly. Like they're they're top class, they're top notch. Anyway, that's it. Dublin are class. We're we're not so class, uh, but we know why and. Uh, Thanks very much for listening and thanks to Healthy Meals for sponsoring podcasts and League All About the shows lately. Really great based, locally based company in Dundalk and um, do delicious work, delicious food. They, they, they'll come and feed you before and after training if you're um, working with a team or an individual and uh, the stuff's great. Can't recommend it highly enough. Um, really enjoy it myself when I just don't have the time to cook and I have to do a podcast. I get them to lob the food into me and it saves me cooking and it saves me cleaning the mess up after it. So thanks to Healthy Meals, they've been brilliant. Don't forget, mention Loud and Proud and you get 10% off. You get three meals five days a week for €60. So there you go. That's the end of the um, the 26 Reasons Dublin Talking Points podcast. Come on, Loud.